Honestly, I've been watching this thing for hours, and I don't see what the big deal is. One hundred videos. Actually, more like a hundred and four. We're going to take a little bit of a break to answer some questions that you guys have sent in over the past couple of episodes. And I am going to be answering all of them. So let's get this rolling. Engage. Why don't you have more subscribers? Okay, this is by far the most frequent question that I get. And honestly, the fact that 11,000 people want to know every time I upload something to YouTube is terrifying. I don't advertise, and part of the thunk shtick is esoteric subjects. If the only subscribers to the channel are super nerds or super geeks who get really excited about the same stuff that I do, then that's the best audience that I can imagine. That being said, I do get a little bit of a thrill when something takes off on Reddit and I get 20,000 views on something like the metaphysics of mathematics. That's awesome. Tell us about yourself. I kind of stopped introducing myself around about episode 1, so I guess we are overdue. Hi, I'm Josh. I work as a mechanical engineer for a lighting company in New York, which makes me totally qualified to talk about things like philosophy and neuroscience. But I've always loved sharing interesting ideas with people who might never have heard of them before. If I could take somebody from zero interest to being super excited about mathematics or building robots or watching Firefly, I consider that a job well done. Because, like I said in the meta video, it's really nice to have somebody to talk to about this stuff. What's your education been like? Do you have a degree in philosophy? Well, no. I got a BS in mechanical engineering from the University of California at San Diego. UCSD has several sub-colleges, which function kind of like Hogwarts houses, and I got sorted into Ravel, which is ostensibly about being well-rounded, but in practice is more like a whole extra year's worth of humanities courses on top of an already demanding engineering curriculum. On the plus side, I learned how to learn new things really quickly as a matter of survival, and it turns out that I actually really like philosophy. What are your favorite books? Quick proviso, I don't read nearly as much as I should, but if you're looking for some recommendations, here are a few. First, if you have absolutely any interest in fantasy at all, read The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss. Also, for a good time, check out Terry Pratchett's The Color of Magic and Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files. For sci-fi, if you want serious, read Neuromancer or Seven Eves. If you want hilarious, read The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And if you want a bit of both, read Snow Crash. For philosophy, I'm a little bit of a fanboy of British empiricism, so I highly recommend David Hume, An Enquiry Concerning Human Understanding, and Bertrand Russell's Unpopular Essays. For nonfiction, or whatever the hell category it fits into, Gödel Escher Bach and Eternal Golden Braid by Douglas Hofstetter is really hard to get into. In fact, it feels a little bit like this. But once you're actually in there, it's probably going to change how you think about thinking in some significant way. For straight nonfiction, thinking fast and slow is important, and Freakonomics is entertaining. And finally this. I've been trying to work Miss the Book of Atris into a script for years. It's not the greatest book ever written, but it taught me a couple of really important lessons as a child. What are your favorite YouTube channels? Okay, so if you watch Thunk and you don't watch PBS Idea Channel or CGP Grey, I don't know what you're doing with your life. I also like to leave some shows running in the background while I'm at work, including Vlogbrothers slash Crash Course slash anything that John Green has ever rubbed his hair on, The 60 Symbols Empire, and Tested.com. For pure entertainment, I recommend Acquisitions Incorporated, Shut Up and Sit Down, and the Games Done Quick channel. If you could fall asleep and wake up to anything, what would it be? Lieutenant Commander Data is slowly shaking me awake and saying, you're needed on the bridge. Mm. What's the process of making a video like? Usually, it's a week and a half of dread, followed by several days of intense research, correspondence with experts if I can find them, and manic script writing. That script then goes to my amazing girlfriend, and sometimes some of those experts, who look it over and tell me which half I should cut and how to make the other half sound sane. Then, I sit in front of my ridiculous little setup and record one to two hours of the worst line delivery imaginable, which hopefully contains around ten minutes of good footage. 
Editing takes much longer, around four to five hours of cutting out all the bad takes and putting in pictures. Then I collapse into a little pile while it's uploading to YouTube, eat the nachos that my girlfriend makes on upload days, I told you she was amazing, and then finally I can submit it, and then me and everyone else in the world can see all the little mistakes that I missed. Ah. Um, what, what motivates you to make thunk? To be perfectly honest, two things, frustration and generosity. As I said in episode zero, I really love talking about these things with people, and it's difficult if they've never heard of them before or only vaguely know what they're about. If I ever find myself in a discussion on Facebook or Reddit and struggling to summarize some idea, then I make a video. But for motivation, I really sincerely mean it when I say that it's the commenters and their incredibly generous support. Are you going to do an April Fool's Day episode where you do a teenage girl style how to do your hair like Josh video? Honestly, it's pretty easy. Just when you get out of the shower, distract it with something so it forgets about gravity. If someone was large enough to eat the Earth whole, would doing so kill them? If every human left the Earth for a space ride, what would happen to the planet as a result of our leaving? Well, if they were only barely large enough to eat the Earth whole, then it would probably kill them. Insofar as all of us leaving, I think that the planet would just stop changing as quickly as it is now. I'd like to know what you think of the extreme influence of lobbyism and money in politics in the U.S. and what you consider to be the best choice for president in the upcoming election. I regularly donate to fairvote.org and represent.us because I think that the influence of money in politics is literally killing democracy. As for presidential choices, I think that the best candidate for president is Zoltan Isfan of the Transhumanist Party, but I think that the best choice for president is Hillary Clinton. After 3,000 years and 100 episodes, how is philosophy doing as a branch of knowledge? Has it advanced at all since the time of Thales? Do we know anything more than we did then? The difficult thing about conveying what philosophy teaches us is that as soon as somebody actually figures something out, then we don't call it philosophy anymore. Like, science was originally called natural philosophy because the idea that the universe operated according to certain rules which could be discovered through experimentation and analysis was a philosophical one. But as soon as it took off and became super successful, shoot! Now we have science, not philosophy. In short, yes, we've learned a ton of stuff. Aristotle might have been pretty good at logic for his time, but he would struggle in a modern computer science course. Out of anyone alive or dead, who would you want to work alongside for a year? If I was going to be selfless about it, I would probably say Isaac Newton, because what he could do with a modern understanding of physics is incalculable, even if he would be a total dick the entire time. But if I was going to be selfless and work with somebody just for the pleasure of working with them? What stance do you take in the philosophy of mind? Substance dualism? Property dualism? Physicalism? I'd probably describe myself as a physicalist, with the understanding that it's an opinion, not a certainty. Who do you think would take over the world first, the AI or the Ubermensch? The thing about the Ubermensch is that he's still just a mensch, the AI, without question. Do you conceive thunk as a word with a subtle meaning difference with think? In computer science, a thunk is a term for a subroutine that calls another subroutine. I sort of intended it as both a pun and an invitation, for somebody to take the ideas in an episode, show that episode to somebody else, and then discuss them. I still don't know if anybody's ever got it. What are your three favorite words in terms of phonetics, etymology, and meaning? Ticketable, ampersand, and petrichor. Will you visit Ireland, please? Dude, I'm trying. I just need to get the time off of work first. What philosophic schools or ideologies do you subscribe to, and what do you think are the most interesting? I've been trying to get away from the idea of reading philosophy like I'm looking for what team I belong to. Like, oh, I'm team analytic. Oh, I'm team continental. That being said, I absolutely believe in the primacy of science, and I tend to be a little bit skeptical of things that can't be measured. Would you rather fight an Ayn Rand-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized Ayn Rands? Now I just have this weird mental image of a duck telling me that it doesn't owe anyone anything. What is the relation between Kant, the Library of Babel, and reality? All three are terms that we use to describe things that we don't actually understand. And now, the, the Andrew, Andrew Kimolin Gauntlet. What is the most important matter on which scientists should work in your opinion? Benevolent artificial intelligence. Years have passed and Siri is now omniscient. It lets you ask one question before merging with the universe. What will you ask? Siri, what happened to Google now? 
Could you speak about your work system? When and where do you write your scripts? How do you find your topics? What is your best inspiration slash motivation source? What apps and softwares do you use? How do you organize? My scripts are mostly inspired by online discussions. I write them at lunch with this phone and a Bluetooth keyboard. I use Google Drive for scripts, Audacity for audio, and PowerDirector 11 for video. I only have two subdirectories for organization. Thunk for scripts that I'm thinking about or working on, and Archive for ones that I'm not. What are you looking forward to the most in what is coming this century? Technology, science, etc. I'm looking forward to space exploration, but artificial intelligence is going to change literally everything. Would you consider starting another project, a podcast, for example? I'd totally do a podcast. I had a couple of false starts because of technical issues and scheduling problems with the people that I wanted to talk with. The problem is that I'm much wittier when I can sit down and write things out, and if you've seen the puns at the beginning of the episodes, then you know how well that's working for me. If a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? If no one was around to hear it, then how do you know that it fell? What's your best advice for life in general? Think rigorously and analytically about everything. Everybody thinks that they do, and very few people actually can. Your favorite video among the ones that you've done? Among the ones that I have done is probably a tie between episodes 42 and 86. Please watch them both and let me know which one you prefer. Among the ones that I haven't done? Who knows? Could you run us through all the stuff behind you on the thunk letters? Okay, let's do this. Waterjet letters A and B, which, if you've seen episode 1, stand for the premises and conclusion of an argument. A pair of helping hands playing the tiniest violin in the world just for you. Some beautiful seashells. Fibonacci is awesome. A wizard that my mom got me when I was first getting into D&D. A tiny trumpet that turns into a real trumpet. Finger puppet of Albert Einstein. A replica of a puzzle from the game Riven. A tiny book from Paris. What's in it? Find out in episode 200. A little droid action figure. A Raytheon vacuum tube, one of the first components of modern computing. A Galilean thermometer. The current temperature is the lowest floating ball. My 99% invisible challenge coin check. A cuneiform tablet that I made with the first lines from the code of Hammurabi. Squeezy toy of a genetically engineered mouse. Squeezy toy of a brain. A bored action figure from Star Trek The Next Generation. I don't know. A book of Shinto ritual from Japan. My 3D printed mini from my most recent Dungeons & Dragons campaign. I don't know. The Enterprise. And, uh, The Enterprise. Cubicle Earth Squeezy Toy. I have a lot of squeezy toys. A shift knob from one of my dad's old cars. And the actual Ocarina of Time. Hi, Internet. My name's Josh, and this is Thunk. Nice shelves, aren't they? No, 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 no. We don't need to do all that again. Once again, thank you so much for being such a generous and supportive audience. You guys have really made these last 100 episodes totally worth it. And, as always, thank you very much for watching. Don't forget to blah blah, subscribe, blah, share, and don't stop thunking.